According to Statista.com, in the third quarter of 2019, almost 29% of all vehicles were leased in the U.S. Today we're going to talk about options that are available to you when you consider getting a new car. From interviews and investing to careers and credit, we've got you covered. Wallow Watch is a podcast brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be interviewing industry experts, sharing personal stories, and even playing some fun games, delivering financial topics to you in a fun and interesting way. I'm your host, Catherine. And I'm Devante. We are so glad you're here. Today, we have a special co-host joining us. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to have you. So can you tell the people a little about yourself? Well, thanks for having me today, guys. My name is Stephanie Minot. I'm the Lending Relations Manager here at the Credit Union. I've been here for a little over 14 years, but I've had a total of 26 years in the automotive industry. Wow, so you really are an expert. This is why we wanted to have you on, so you could talk with us about this a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Alrighty, so to kind of start this conversation, we're going to talk about some pros and cons to leasing and buying. So what are some pros to leasing? Some of the pros to leasing are it's a new vehicle um, every few years, depending on the term that was selected for the lease, uh, lower payments, they're able to trade more often, lower cost up front. Um, most of the leases that are offered um, in the state of Michigan um, and all over the country have GAAP included. So that's a cost savings that uh, is automatically included in your lease versus buying a vehicle. There are other significant incentives that are provided by the manufacturers when leasing to help you keep that payment low and to make it attractive for you to continue to lease. Okay, so that sounds very attractive. Well, maybe a little too good to be true. Are there any cons when it comes to leasing? Well, yes, because you don't own the vehicle. Okay. So it is owned by the leasor. So whomever the manufacturer might be or the leasing company, they technically own the vehicle. You're basically renting it in a sorts. And so that being said, uh, you don't get to keep it. So at the end of the lease, you have options. You can either turn it in or you can purchase it. Um, And you also need to watch out for over mileage penalties that you could get if you set up the lease and didn't think about the mileage that you were going to be driving. You could have penalties, um, so many cents per mile at the end of the lease once you turn it in. Also have damage expenses, so uh, cracked windshield or tires dings, dents, burn holes in your cars, spills, all of that could end up costing you at the end of the lease because the leaseors pretty much expect that the vehicle be in fair, good, solid working condition when it's turned back in. So I guess I'm kind of comparing it to like renting an apartment, right? Like when you rent an apartment, you aren't really allowed to like alter it in any way. Like you maybe you can like hang a picture but you have to patch it when you return it with a leased vehicle can you put like a bumper sticker on it well you can does it just depend so the bumper sticker most likely isn't going to do any paint damage so you should be okay okay but if something that you put on the vehicle let's use um, a truck for an example you put a bed liner on that's removable Mm -hmm. that's fine or if you put it on and you choose to leave it in the vehicle that's fine too But let's say you decide you want to use that truck to tow that RV and you put the RV hoist in the back of the truck 
and you drill holes through the truck bed that is not allowed and so you will be charged for damages to that vehicle because you have made alterations interesting or if you do um, maybe some of jeep wranglers you do a lift kit mm -hmm. you know i and you want to have that in there that could cost you too then it's suggested that you actually remove the lift kit and you take it back down to manufacturer specs so I heard you mention gap coverage. What is that? Well, it's guaranteed auto protection. And basically in a nutshell, if you are involved in an accident that totals your lease or your purchased vehicle, the insurance will protect you and your loan by paying off the difference from what your insurance company will cover and what you owe the lender. Okay. Just to kind of like kind of break it down. I'm not a numbers person like Devante, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. So let's say you owe like $20,000 on the car and your vehicle is only worth 15 and that's what the insurance company will give you. It'll cover that gap, that $5,000. And otherwise, Correct. what would happen with that? five? What If I didn't have gap, what happens with that $5,000? Well, if you don't have gap on your lease or your purchase vehicle, now with leases, as I mentioned, gap is automatically included because okay. the leasing companies want to make sure that you are protected throughout the term of your lease. But if you choose to purchase it when purchasing your new vehicle, then you'll have it to, to protect your loan, like I mentioned. But if you don't have it, then that expense of the $5,000 scenario that you just used is still your responsibility to pay to the lender, which means you are now in the market for a new vehicle and you still owe $5,000 on the vehicle you no longer have. Yikes. So your options are to continue paying payments um, to pay off your $5,000, or you would take that $5,000 difference, which is called negative balance, and you would place it on the top of your new purchase or new lease, whatever you may choose, if a financing company would be willing to finance the negative, um, and then you'll be paying the, the payments through the term um, on your new purchase and on your new lease, in addition to the $5,000 that okay. was added. So you're on the hook for that either way. Yes, So GAP is just extra coverage. Yes, it's a great protection yeah. to have because you can never predict when something in life is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so we've heard the pros and cons of leasing. What about the pros and cons of buying or purchasing? Well, if you're a person who loves to own your vehicle and to not eventually have a payment, purchasing is great for you. You're gonna keep your vehicle for as long as you would like to have it. Um, and you could even pay it down to where you have no car payment at all. Some of the downside to owning a vehicle versus leasing is obviously the maintenance or the wear and tear or basic repairs that need to be done to that vehicle. Mm -hmm. So unlike when you lease, um, your vehicle will be under a manufacturer's warranty for a set period of time. Usually 36 months or 36,000 miles, you're completely covered bumper to bumper for any major repairs. Uh, maintenance, oil changes, tire rotations, wiper blades, those things still fall that you're responsible to take care of during a lease as you are through a buy. But after that 36 months or 36,000 miles and that manufacturer warranty, then you are responsible for anything that happens to that vehicle if you purchase it. Now there are manufacturers out there that do have longer warranties that cover powertrains up to 100,000 or other um, manufacturer warranties that protect you longer than 36 
36, but average is 36 months, 36,000 bumper to bumper. So some of the cons would be you have expenses that are going to come when you have to have repairs. And currently it's about $125 an hour to take your vehicle into a licensed dealership to have repairs done. And that does not include the cost of their um, repair at the time. All right, so let's say that I decide I want to lease a car and I'm happy with my vehicle, you know, everything's great. It's coming to the end of my term and it's time for me to make a decision. Do I want to turn it back in or continue leasing? What are some of the things, if I decide to say turn it back in, what can I expect from that process? What does that look like? Okay, so if you were to decide that you didn't want to purchase your lease, because that is an option that you can purchase it, um, if you decide that you would like to turn your lease in, um, then what normally happens is you would reach out to the issuing dealer and you would let them know that your lease is coming to an end and that you're looking to release and what type of incentives do they have on certain makes and models or vehicles that you might be interested in leasing again if that's what you're choosing to do is to release or you can ask them what type of incentives um, are out there for purchases if you're deciding leasing is not what you would like to do and you'd like to purchase a vehicle they will do an inspection on your vehicle it's usually done by a third-party company but they follow the guidelines of the leasing company. So they look for the dings and the dents and the um, wear and tear and is there body damage, uh, windshield damage, how are the tires? So they look and see is it basic wear and tear or is this damage? If it's basic wear and tear and it falls under the lease guidelines, then there'll be a no additional charges assessed by the leasee. However, if they feel that there is damages done to the vehicle, they'll assess the dollar amount of the damages and a bill could be sent to you um, within a few weeks after your lease is turned in. So you always wanna make sure that when you turn your lease in, it's in good condition. So is there any protection that can be bought up front for something like that? Yes, there is. So there is lease protection that can be purchased from your dealer. Um, and a lot of times it covers anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000 worth of damage. Some cover tires, some do not. So you'll have to really read what you're purchasing at the time that you're leasing, but there is coverage you can buy ahead of time to protect yourself from damage that you might do during the term of the lease. Good to know. So let's say I really loved my car and I decided I wanna keep it. What does that look like? Do I just find a financial institution to take a loan out or if I have the cash I can just buy it outright? You can go back to the issuing dealer to let them know that you are interested in purchasing the vehicle and they can help you with that process. Uh, you can reach out to the leasing company directly and find out what it would cost for you to purchase that vehicle and then go ahead and pay them directly to pay off the vehicle. You could go to your local financial institution and seek a loan to pay off the lease if you were interested in doing so. Okay, well with all these pros and I mean, seems like not too harsh of a process. Seems like Lisa has gotten pretty popular in recent years. Everybody likes a new vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think things have changed? I notice on the television when the commercials are playing, like it's 20,000 miles instead of 24,000 miles now, like the terms of lease and things like that. 
The terms have changed dramatically over the years. They started out at an average 24 months and 24,000 miles. Now you can actually get leases with as low of a mileage as 5,000 miles. Whoa. So if that's somebody who only drives the car in the summer and only puts a couple thousand miles on it um, and is only gonna have it for 24 months or less then they can go ahead and do a real low mileage lease they also have options now where you can go up to 45,000 miles a year wow so if you drive a lot of miles mm -hmm. then you can still lease it used to be that if you were one that drove long distances you were going to be penalized by leasing because you would get the really good low payment but then at the end you would be charged so many cents per mile over your lease so you would be dramatically penalized with a large payment once you turn the lease in but now if you can do forty-five thousand, then you're covered through the whole lease that would be something for for our job we're all over <laughs> going to community partners and schools and we drive a lot so that would be a great thing <laughs> You just have to take the time to really research how many miles per year do you drive mm -hmm. and what is going to be the need of a vehicle for the next few years. Is it just to get back and forth to work? Is it including getting back and forth to work and maybe getting your family to and from places? Is it going to include taking vacations? All of those things you need to think about when you're getting ready to lease because when you sit down to lease, you seem to forget, I only live 10 miles to work. And so based on that, I'm only gonna drive X amount of miles. Mm -hmm. Well, you forget about the other unexpected trips to the grocery store yeah, kids taking them here trips. and there and whatever you may decide to do or you're going to take a florida trip and you're going to drive to florida in your car mm -hmm. well you need to kind of sit down and do the due diligence and the thought process before you leave to make sure that you're making the right decision when you choose the term and the mileage when selecting a lease that's huge so definitely planning it's a big expense i mean even though leasing is a lot of times the monthly payment is less than buying yes. it's still a, a payment it's still an added payment you're going to have for whatever your term is so well yeah. right and you would be adding to it at the end of the lease if you mm -hmm. go over the mileage yeah so unlike purchasing a vehicle where you purchase it and you don't have to worry about how many miles mm -hmm. you put on that vehicle you do with a lease yeah so which would you say is the more popular choice between leasing and buying Oh, that's tough. I think that's on the individual consumer. Mm -hmm. I think you, you have some that absolutely love leasing and will never ever purchase a vehicle again because they never have to worry about the expense of maintenance or extreme repairs and they get a new vehicle mm -hmm. every so many years. But then you have others that say, I would never lease because I wanna own it. I wanna have the value. Mm -hmm. I want to not have a payment at some point um, and be able to drive cost-free. So I think it's whatever works out for each individual and their family and the logistics of maybe how far they have to drive to work to whether or not it makes sense for them to lease or buy. Okay. I've heard many people recommend buying gently used because of the amount of depreciation when a vehicle is first purchased. Kind of what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's how I purchase every one of my vehicles. So I save an substantial amount of money because I buy a vehicle that's slightly used with really low miles. 
So for an example, I just bought a 2019 with 5,000 miles on it and I saved roughly $17,000 from buying it brand new to buying it slightly used. So there is substantial savings if you can find the right vehicle with the right options um, and the right mileage. So for me, I knew exactly what I wanted, what color I wanted, and then thanks to the internet, I was able to search and find exactly what I wanted and what dealer had it. Mm -hmm. And then I could also see the substantial savings from buying a new one to buying a used one. Awesome, good tips. And why you purchase it, why it's still under warranty as well. So you still have the warranty for 36 months or 36,000 miles, bumper to bumper, and then different lengths for powertrain. So I am covered. So just because the vehicle changes hands, it doesn't, it you don't still stays the with warranty, the vehicle. Right. That's awesome. And you can also purchase an extended warranty from dealer partners at the time too, that can protect you for over a hundred thousand miles. If you never want to have to pay a major repair on that vehicle and you want to finance the cost of the warranty into convenient monthly payments versus having that surprise repair that you might have to take money out of your savings for, or really struggle with being able to handle the monthly payment and the payment of the, the cost of the repair so I know you just said like thanks to the internet and I think that like with the popularity of the internet surely it's changed how cars are sold and how that pricing is oh definitely Can you give us kind of some background on that certainly so um, like I mentioned at the beginning I've been in the industry for 26 years and when I first started there really wasn't any advertising of vehicles on the internet. So when somebody was out looking for a vehicle, they would drive lot to lot to lot to try to find that vehicle of choice. And if the dealer had it, you know, they would negotiate the price and hopefully drive away in their nice new vehicle. Well now, as I mentioned with the convenience of the internet, I can sit at home and look for a very specific vehicle all the way down to color and trim and options and price and put in the miles I'm willing to drive and I can find every vehicle within that distance location uh, that's going to be available to me and I can go either directly to that dealer or call them however it works and negotiate a price mm -hmm. um, over the phone and because of that it gives the dealers a little bit of a less advantage than what they used to have because they now have to stay competitive. Mm -hmm. And so if they want uh, their vehicle to be the one of choice, they have to be offering the best price, which means it's a big plus that the internet has been so successful in helping uh, the consumer mm -hmm. by um, purchasing used vehicles. Yeah. Even new for that matter, you can see some of the times the VN signups and stuff the dealers are offering. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So do your research Definitely. ahead of time. Definitely. You can do your research right from the comfort of your home and know exactly what vehicle you're interested in test driving before you even get to the lot. And now it's time for the CU Spotlight. MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union have many products and services for our members. We have multiple checking, savings, and loan options. Our checking accounts have what you need. Whether you prefer no minimum balance, earning dividends, or a customized debit card, we have the perfect account for you. You'll enjoy surcharge-free access to over 30,000 ATMs nationwide. Near or far, we are wherever you are. Our checking accounts also include access to free direct deposit, free bill payment, and free access to your FICO score. 
From standard savings and money market accounts to certificates, we offer a variety of dividend-paying accounts to fit your needs. Our multiple loan options include personal loans, auto loans, mortgages, and multiple credit card offerings. From low interest rates to tiered benefits, we have the right product for you. If you'd like to find out more or become a member, please visit msufcu.org. Wilder Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Katherine Hurth and me, Devante Montgomery. Our executive producers are Whitney Anderson Harrell and Lauren Kalarzik. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this show at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.